What's up? Hello. Welcome to a special Halloween episode of Vex Comics, where this season I'm doing the whole Star Wars, all the Star Wars in chronological order. And so far, now we're on episode seven. So we pick up around the year 1000 BBY. Plus or minus like 50 years, but about 1000. And as time had gone on, diversity spread further and further throughout the galaxy. And it came down to a moment where we have like four big boy groups. We got the Old Republic, a.k.a. the space government, uh, the Jedi, a.k.a. the space military, the Sith, a.k.a. enemy of the space military, and the Mandalorians, the independent, ungoverned warriors, enemy of the Republic, and by association, the Jedi. And so these groups would constantly fight each other in messy, like, this group attacks this group, then this one attacks that one, this one sends this one to attack that one, it's, it's over and over again. Same, same stuff. I wonder, do I have music happening? I think I do. I think I just have it turned down. I need it for me, too. <laughs> so, well, anyways, during one of these attacks, the Jedi were on planet Mandalore and detected a Force-sensitive human child on the planet of Mandalore. I mean, Mandalore is a big planet. Not all Mandalorians hate Jedi, etc. You know, there's people all over. Uh, and this particular child's parents got visited by some Jedi. And they decided to induct this child into the Jedi Order as the first Mandalorian Jedi named uh, Tar Vizsla. Uh, of... The House of Vizsla. Important later on. And Vizsla was a pretty cool Jedi. Uh, not sure if it was from the adversity of being like the only Mandalorian Jedi or being the potential bridge between these two groups of people that were constantly at war with each other. But whatever it was, he was able to do things that Jedi before him never really thought to do, uh, including using the their Baskar metal in conjunction with Jedi tools, which he used to form the one and only first Darksaber, uh, a unique black-bladed lightsaber that would end up being not only the symbol for the House of Vizsla, but also the symbol for the ruler of Mandalore. But this this was only after he came back to Mandalore, 
showcasing his dark saber, became the ruler, had some kids, the whole thing. Um, but initially, he was totally on board with the Jedi thing. He was super cool with it. He, he was a really good force sensitive guy. And then while being with the Jedi, he learned the history of like the Jedi's history with the Mandalorians and was like, wow, that was pretty fucked up. Uh, I don't want to be a part of this anymore because you guys have been killing my people for a really long time. So he left and went back to Mandalore to uh, like lead them instead until he eventually died. Um, but when he died, the dark saber was taken by the Jedi and brought to the newly built Jedi grand temple on Coruscant. Did they steal it? Who knows? Was it theirs to steal, even though Tar built the dark saber with his own stuff and it was a symbol for his house on Mandalore? Maybe. Is the Republic giving, like, ancient, antique, stealing British? Well, there's, there's no UK on Coruscant, so obviously not. Obviously. But what we does knows is that, weirdly, the Mandalorians, like, were just pissed about this for just, like, some reason. Like, it's just a sword, am I right? Just... Just a regular old sword. But they didn't like their antiques and symbol for their ruler being stolen. So the Mandalorians began the Mandalorian Crusades. Led by the Mandalorian Crusaders. Who decided to fight their way to a random place in the galaxy. Weirdly ended up uh, landing towards Coruscant. Where the Jedi Devil was, where the Darksaber was that they stole. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But they first stop at planet Abduria. Home to one of the galaxy's first space-traveling species. And oddly enough, you can see two of them in Maz's castle in the new, new movies. They're just like humanoid, but bald and no nose. It's just interesting how Maz's castle has come to be like the showcase of all of the early sentient life in the galaxy. They just like wanted to do a, a nod to all of the species. Anyways, the Mandalorians thought of the Abdurians as like dishonorable cowards, which is like the opposite of their the whole Mandalorian deal they got going on. So they devastate the planet of Uduria, uh, which the people there called on the help of the Jedi, who obviously came to help because it's like their job. But they weren't prepared for the scale of the attack and the Mandalorians like Jedi rivaling equipment that they had been making. I mean, at this point in the timeline both the Mandalorians and Jedi have gone back and forth for a really long time and much like any two combatants in any kind of war each side kept developing different technology to counteract their opponents 
The Jedi, however, were generally always the winner because just the nature of their battles. So they didn't really need to make better equipment or technology. Like they were already winning. But on the flip side, the Mandalorians weren't. So <laughs> that's exactly what they did. And ultimately, this resulted in the Jedi arriving to help uh, being totally outmatched. Losing the battle, Ubduria getting almost ethnically cleansed, and forcing the remaining Jedi in the battle to retreat. Now, you might be thinking, just send more Jedi, right? Well, the problem was the Sith had taken advantage of these Mandalorian Crusades to invade the Republic, which split the Jedi forces between both battles. Unfortunately, with their forces split, they were actually pretty just ineffective for both sides. Just as the Mandalorians clearly won the day in Abduria, the Sith were beginning to win the day against the Republic in Coruscant. And this all led up to a period of time called the Dark Ages. For the Republic, at least. The ones who wrote history. So, The Mandalorian Crusaders arrived on Coruscant. The Sith had worked their way to the capital of Coruscant and claimed it for themselves, driving out and killing the Old Republic. And while the remnants of the Fallen Republic and the Jedi forces reorganize like to be able to fight back, uh, Mandalorian crusaders from House Vizsla got in and stole the Darksaber back and returned it back to Mandalore, like, victorious. And that's where they thought the Jedi-Mandalorian wars would end. The... <laughs> You know, granted, the war, the world that they returned to had been like ravaged by war in multiple ways now that like the dust had settled on Mandalore since Mandalorians and Jedi have been fighting for a, a long time. And they like finally got their Darksaber back and it was like cool. You know, I know like a lot of our land got like damaged by war and bombs like was were dropped on us and all kinds of stuff and but we got it back we can rebuild and everything's cool the jedi aren't gonna worry about us anymore because it's we got the thing that they stole from us so why would they come and attack us again they stole it from us first so they went back all good, ready to go. No, no, no more issues. They were all settled with the Jedi. But that, I mean, obviously wasn't the case. But before I get to the next major event, if you enjoy this episode and want to see other episodes like it or early or just watch movies and TV shows and replace all of your other streaming services with just one you can become a member of this show at www.vexcomics.com you just go to the site hit the little white subscribe button 
read the like two sentence instructions, pick an amount, and bada bing, bada boom, you remember. And just replaced your Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO, Paramount, whatever you're watching stuff on. With something much better for probably less money. I can add stuff to it daily. You get direct support from me if you have any issues. And you can even uh, request stuff if for some reason I don't have a thing you want to watch. And I'll see what I can do. Uh, Not just that, but you get video versions of these episodes early. Like as I make them as opposed to when I release them weekly. So again, that's vexcomics.com. You hit subscribe, bada big, bada boom, you get it. So, we return to a war-torn Mandalore planet, who, despite the damage that had been done to their planet from the ongoing battles, uh, they technically won the day. They got their artifact Darksaber back, and they were like, nobody will mess with us now that they know we can just go back and take care of business. But they were immediately wrong. The Jedi did not take too kindly to being double defeated. And while there wasn't much they could really do about the Sith takeover at the time, there was something they could do against the Mandalorians. And that thing is called the Cataclysm. (laughs) which you can imagine was not super chill. Uh, basically, the Jedi decided to end the war by ending Mandalore. <laughs> so <laughs> they turned the planet into a wasteland, made the surface an uninhabitable, lifeless white desert, and forced the entire population of Mandalore to live in hermetically sealed dome cities. This was, of course, because all the Jedi and remaining members of the Republic all came together to finish this war, making the final battle much more one-sided in favor of the Jedi. So it was much easier to take on Mandalore when they had everybody together, where before, when they went to help the Udurians, they had sent a few because they were split up. And with the planet, like, literally killed, uh, you have the Jedi, like, 80s high-fives, slide over the hood of the car and drive off in mullets and open Hawaiian shirts, and they get an idea. If they were able to take care of the Mandalorians so easily when they were all together... Why not head back to Coruscant and take care of the Sith too? Will they decimate Coruscant? Will they lose? Will they win? Who knows? You will on the next episode. (laughs) It's a super short episode. I only had like two pages of notes instead of three pages of notes so was, I already know it was going to be shorter but uh, 
So if yeah, if you uh, the, the something that I should probably clear up is these episodes aren't in correlation with the movie episodes. I know, like there's a Star Wars episode five, but my Star Wars episode five is not that Star Wars episode five or anything has anything to do with it. It happens like thousands of years before the movie Star Wars episode five. So it's like I'm I'm working forward from like the galaxy being created and Star Wars episode one takes place in like, I don't know, like 30 BBY or something, maybe somewhere around there where like right now we're in 1000 BBY on episode seven. So, you know, in case it's confusing. Uh, it'll be probably less confusing once I get up to like episode 12 <laughs> like there isn't one so outside of that though there's not really it's, I, there's a there's a separate section like the next kind of event is also kind of big so I if I added it to this one then the episode would be really long instead of having two like normal shortish episodes so i didn't want to and i didn't want to take away from this story since it's so like relevant with all of the other you know, mandalorian show and mandalorians being involved in everything and all and any new show that comes out from star wars so you know if i added something else it would be a much bigger event and it would kind of overshadow this whole mandalorian jedi war but I will see you next week for, uh, I think it's the Sith War is next. The first, like, because they have to go and take take out the Sith from Coruscant now, because they already took over. But goodbye. Goodbye.